you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. So in this episode, I am joined by one of our fantastic senior HR consultants, Tamara Addison. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great, Jada. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. And we are here to talk about one of my favorite subjects. I know I'm an HR nerd. And it's about how do you conduct, even when you conduct, a workplace investigation. We know with varying clients, we get to hear and observe and investigate so many unique situations. I like to say, you can't be surprised in HR. But you know what? Probably over the course of the last 18 months, I've had a few surprises. <laughs> so I really think that this is a value add. And you are a subject matter expert. You've been conducting workplace investigations for how long? So I'm telling my age, but I have been doing HR for, I would probably say, a little over 20 years, and I've probably been doing investigations, probably about 15 of those. That's right. And so you, you really do have this level of knowledge of, we know what happens next, but let's back it up and, and talk about when do you even conduct, when is it time to conduct a workplace investigation? So when it comes to HR investigations, I would, for me, and I'm sure um, for a lot of other HR professionals, the first thing that you think about is when that person gives you that phone call or they are knocking on your door and they're telling you that they've had somebody that you know has said something to them inappropriately or maybe has brushed up against them in the hallway or... They've been sitting at the break room and, and, you know, and they showed them this, you know, what they thought was an inappropriate me. But anytime that employee says that they feel uncomfortable with something that someone said or did in the workplace, it's going to be time to do an investigation because that is just a serious matter. It's not about a personal matter, whether we feel it is or it is not. It's about the way that it made that employee feel. And so at that point, it becomes serious. You're absolutely right. And we shouldn't just downplay or just say, well, you know what? You know, that's Susan being Susan complaining again. Even if there have been multiple concerns, we need to look into those concerns. Definitely. Yes. That's our job as the HR professional. That's right. Now, what about if, let's just say, an executive director of a nonprofit is made aware of this, they don't have HR internally, what do they do? Well, I would hope that they reach out to Willis HR and say, listen, we have this situation of of a form of harassment, and we would love for you to come in and conduct an investigation. Right. That's what we're hoping for. From That's what we're hoping for. Take a partner. Yeah. Take a partner because it's not ideal whenever the leader is actually quote unquote conducting the investigation because you also never know what else has occurred. Have you been named 
have, you know, are you uh, somehow involved? So on and so forth. There's so many things that actually could happen. And here's the thing that folks get kind of folks being leaders get uh, hung up on. Even if it's a customer or a contractor, a vendor that has made the employee feel uncomfortable, I mean, you still, you have a duty to act, right? I completely agree with you. Um, and one of the things that I found out, sometimes it's easier to have someone from the outside come in because they don't know anybody. You know, they, you know, have no, you know, well, I know this person, I know this person. They would say that they would do that. So sometimes it's easier to have, you know, an external consulting firm come in and conduct the investigation. It brings a different perspective. It really does. It really does. You know, and everybody, even if you decide to keep it internal, you have to be careful when you're doing an investigation. So that doesn't mean that you just pull somebody and say, I want you to be my counterpart in this investigation and let's talk. No, it's not because there are certain questions that you have to ask. You know, there's a certain, you know, you need timelines are important. Questions are important. Um, making sure that you're interviewing all the right people, it's important. So it's not like you can just pull one of your managers in and say, okay, let's just do this. You know, so you need to make sure you've got all your ducks in a row. You want to make sure that mm-hmm. you ask those, you know, probing questions. Mm-hmm. You know, the person that made the complaint, you need to talk to the person that the complaint was made against. You need to talk to any witnesses. And then you also want to make sure that you're doing it in a timely manner. Because if someone has made a complaint, you shouldn't wait for a month before you decide, okay, well, you know what? It's time for us to do this investigation. We procrastinated enough. Whatever is on your plate, Mm -hmm. you may need to push that off to the side so that you can do this investigation. Oh, That's yeah. just how important it is because timing is everything. If the, the person that made the complaint feels as if you've not done it in a timely manner or you're not taking any action, they could then take this a step further. And I- then you get, you get a whole nother set of problems on your hands just because you decided to procrastinate. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. But at the same point, <laughs> we're going to circle back to that for sure, because we need, I know our listeners really need to hear more about that. But I had an employee say to me in the last few weeks, you know what? I just don't want to be, I don't want to be a snitch, quote unquote. That is literally what they said to me. <laughs> so, so that being the case, we have to understand that if, if we're not willing to <clears throat> cooperate with an investigation, it would, that could lead to corrective action up to including termination. That's besides the point. But if you're not willing to even, you know, speak up or in, in, even look into these, these concerns, so much could happen and it impacts the culture, right? So, I mean, what, from your perspective, what is the importance of either employees or even, you know, leadership taking things seriously, levels of misconduct, concerns, that sort of thing? Do you want all of your employees to feel as if they're being seen, they're being heard, and that any type of gross misconduct that may occur, that you're going to take it serious, but then also that there's no retaliation. Exactly. No retaliation 
And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, you have the right to say something. And if you look at it from the other side, even if you saw something, it didn't directly happen to you, but you saw something that you thought was inappropriate. Yes. Say Say something. Yes. You have to say something, you know, and then as a company, you need to make sure that your employees know you've got their best interest and that you're trying to protect them. And it's not just protecting the company. You're trying to protect them as well. And making sure that you have a policy, a set policy in place that you talk about generally in the handbook, but then every year you should be talking about what that complaint process is and then how it will be handled so that your employees know. Sometimes employees don't know or they forget because they talked about it five years ago when they were hired in new hire orientation and they never talk about it again. So it is important that on a yearly basis, you're at least, you know, touching on this particular subject. That's such a good point, Tan. Because, you know, you maybe you talk about the employee handbook once whenever the employee starts, hopefully even on an annual basis. But how often are, you know, in leaders even sending out reminders of policies and and or referencing policies, whether it be from a meeting standpoint or our core values? And that's the information, but employees need to understand how do you share feedback? How do you share whether it be concerns or otherwise? And the most uncomfortable thing that happens is whenever an employee walks into your office, whether it's your HR or whether you're a CEO, and they say, "This, I'm just talking to you. Like, this is this is off the record. Like, I don't want you to do anything about this. That is the thing. What do you do? What? <laughs> What do you do? Because the employee's saying to you, don't act on this. I'm just telling you because I needed to say something to somebody. And yes, right. that, and that happens. It does. It happens. Um, <clears throat> for me, documentation is mm-hmm. the key. Um, even if the employee says, I don't want you to do anything about it, I'm still documenting our conversation. Oh, absolutely. And I even let them know, I have a duty to act. I'll tell you, yes. if, if this is going to impact yourself, the organization, if there's a potential policy violation, I may have a duty to act. So with that, please continue. Do, yes. Do you still want to talk to when Do you want to talk to me about it? Yes. You know, I'm pulling out my piece of paper or right. you're going to see me start typing. Would you like to continue? Exactly. But no documentation there's there's such a lack and you can't just quote unquote remember or i mean even if you have five employees you need to still document the questions concerns because it also could develop into a potential pattern i mean there's there's so many good nuggets here of really looking at when do you conduct an investigation and some folks get stuck on that and be like i don't want like a for- i don't have to do a formal investigation Listen, this is a part of the workplace. It is. It is. And it should be a part of your culture. Mm-hmm. You should make this a part of your culture. And yes, I get it. Investigations are time. Uh, investigations are not my favorite thing to do. Uh, but at the same time, they kind of are my favorite thing to do because I want to make sure that the person that's making that complaint, that they, they feel heard. Right. 
I want them to feel hurt and I want them to feel like there's going to be no retaliation and that I'm going to do my absolute best to make sure that we get to some type of a resolution, you know, so that this person continues to feel comfortable in the workplace. Right. And how you conduct the investigation and who conducts the investigation will actually really impact culture on a day-to-day basis and long-term. And so really in the investigation, you're really conducting interviews. You know, my favorite term is seek to understand. Seek to understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and you necessarily do not have to call it a workplace investigation. You can even call it, it's a seek to understand. Seek to understand. Mm-hmm. You really, as you know, we're a fact finding discussion. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yes. yes. That's one of the things I, I would say. This is just a fact discussion. I'm, I want to ask you some questions, you know, and then that, that way, either party, they don't feel under pressure. You know, they feel a little bit more at ease to talk to you, you know, and, and it's all about sometimes the terms that you use. It's the same thing. It's an investigation, but you're just calling it something different. You are using some words that don't sound quite as harsh or. That's right. That's right. So that's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's trying to make sure that everybody feels comfortable enough to speak their truth. Absolutely. And if not, then we have a bigger problem um, at hand. And so whenever we're working with clients and we do, you know, our 90 days to HR health, and then we start working on an ongoing basis, we actually want you to develop a complaint reporting process that should be listed in your employee handbook. Um, You know, employees should know that. Tam referenced this earlier. But also... You internally, so whether it's us being your HR or even internal organization, have an investigation protocol. You don't have, that's not something you necessarily give to the employees, of course, but it is something that you know, this is what happens if there is um, concern, misconduct, whether reported or observed, so on and so forth. And so it is, it is really important to know what do you do and not scramble because that will also delay the in- investigative process. Exactly. we've already highlighted that's a major concern. And again, people do not feel, will not feel comfortable sharing if something does happen in the future, if it's not handled appropriately. And the one thing that you also have to remember is that this is a confidential situation. And that when you are talking to those employees, that you make sure that they understand that from your standpoint, it's confidential and that it needs to be confidential from their end as well, that they should not leave out of that room and then go back into all their coworkers, you know, what happened? Um, that's just important. It's, it's about making sure that everybody feels secure. I, I agree. And sometimes that's not the cleanest, you know, prep resolution, but you have to, conduct the investigation from a fairness standpoint. I know, like, don't play favorites in the workplace and say, well, I already know that this is handled by somebody else or I'm going to brush over this. It is really important that you conduct consistently. So, and this is where we step in to make sure from an HR standpoint that things are executed in a consistent manner. This is where, whenever you mentioned having a third party, that's the, that's the best thing from the organizational standpoint because it is objective and employees feel 
that they really are being taken seriously, that their voice and, and, you know, their opinion and what happened actually matters. But, you know, one thing that we kind of haven't talked about is what to do after someone, you know, complains or shares a concern with you and you investigate, you being, it could be HR or even the CEO. Well, what happens next? So we've gotten to the, the findings. We've made our own um, conclusions. We've even identified whether, you know, a workplace policy has been violated or otherwise. What's really important is that we can't share and go back to the individual that made a complaint and say, oh, well, you, you know what? Greg has violated company policy, form of gross misconduct, and he's now being uh, placed on a final written warning. We cannot have that level of transparency because that person wouldn't want that either, but yes. it is confidential. But we should still let the individual know that the workplace investigation has concluded. Is that your experience? Yes. You, yes, you definitely do not have to share what happened to the person um, that was being accused of, you know, the misconduct or the violation of policy. You don't have to, but you need to make sure you follow back up with the party that, you know, you have to follow back up and say, okay, so listen, we've done our investigation, everything has been included, and we have handled, you know, the situation according to what we found. Can't tell you all the details, but I need for you to understand that uh, there has been an action that was taken on the company's part. Perfect. Yes. And this may sound to our listeners, they, this may sound like, wow, listen, these are a lot of steps. And <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to remember all this? What, what am I going to do? Well, the good part about this is guess what? You have people like Melissa HR who can take a lot of the pressure off of you. Um, and, and all jokes aside, though, seriously, um, it is a very serious matter and it's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot that goes into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Think about it. Yeah, it's a lot. HR, 15 years. Like, this is, you know, as HRs, we do this on a consistent basis. It's not a big surprise to us if we have to work on investigation multiple times in a month because we have different clients that we serve. So that's the thing is, you know, whenever you do partner with an HR professional, then you are able to kind of understand and rely on that individual or that team and say, you know what, I know this is being handled appropriately. And I don't necessarily have concerns about future liability. It's got to be documented appropriately. I know that there's going to be a fair and objective type of, you know, seek to understand or fact finding mission. And I'm going to know what to do in order to protect myself as a leader, the organization and, and really our culture. And that's kind of the, the burdensome thing is you can't be in this alone as a leader. You cannot. And, and rather that, that means you, contacting an external, you know, consulting firm to help you or whether if you've got an attorney, you know, mm -hmm. that you have as your own retainer, you need to contact somebody and say, listen, this is what is going on. I need guidance. That's right. I, I need guidance. Even if you've been in, in HR for a number of years, but you've never had to do an investigation, 
it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help because you just want to make sure that you're handling everything the right way because this could have a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. And before you realize it, you're getting contacted by, if not handled correctly, the EEOC or you're getting, if anything could happen, you know, so you want to make sure that you're contacting somebody to be able to say, okay, these are the steps you need to follow. Even if you don't need us to come in and do it, these are the steps that you need to follow. Exactly. Well, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge. I really enjoyed learning more about your take on workplace investigations. I know you're a guru. I've seen it in action. And <laughs> I have, <laughs> I, well, first off, I hope that the leaders listening really, they do not have to experience this, but we know that people are also people. And unfortunately, personalities, um, you know, will collide. Things will happen, but. Yes. If you have the appropriate policies and established guideline in place, you also know how, how are you going to take action if there is a complaint shared, your employees know the complaint reporting process, then it will take some of the burden off of, you know, some of those additional next steps that Tam and I uh, would be able to come in and, and help with as well. So any final thoughts that you want to give to the CEOs, the leaders, and the HRs that are listening right now regarding workplace investigations? Please take any complaint serious. Uh, doesn't matter if you don't think it's serious in nature. If an employee emails you, calls you, shows up at your door and they have a concern, it is your job to make sure that you listen and you document, you document and you document. Uh, the second thing is making sure that you are doing refresher trainings each year that talk about your process, your complaint process, what, you know, what steps will be taken by the company, what the employee needs to do or can do. Um, so it's not just that one off where we talk about it in orientation and then you never hear about it again. You need to make sure that your employees have that refresher training at least once a year um, where they know your policy and they're you're hitting on your, your mission and, you know, and that you're making sure that your culture remains um, a culture where people feel open enough to come and talk. You know, and that if they feel they've been violated in some type of way, that the company is going to make sure that they look into each violation and that they're going to handle things accordingly. And that's just your job as, you know, CEO, HR. That's just your job. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. Uh, and our senior HR consultants are on fire. Awesome. This <laughs> over here. Thank you so much, Tamara. For We're being- just trying to keep up with you, Jada. That's <laughs> we got we to gotta get on your level. That's what we're uh, trying to do. We really got to make you proud. Work hard, play hard. That's what we do here, Willis HR. Uh, so for our listeners, if you are thinking about approaching a workplace investigation, a concern by yourself, stop right now in your tracks and reach out to Willis HR. You can give us a call, 803-714-3715. Go to our website. Get to know more information. 
about how we can support you from a policy standpoint, from a compliance standpoint, and then most importantly right now, how do you handle concerns and let us help guide you and support you in this process so you're doing it appropriately for the team member, for the employee, for the organization, but also protecting yourself from additional liabilities in this litigious nature. All right, that was my hard-hitting stuff. I'm going to leave you with this message that I do every episode. I challenge you to do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing 